Hello again. Thank you all once again for tuning in to episode 15 of the Divine Lowdown podcast. On this episode, we decided to have a discussion with our good friend Ashley Svoboda about justice in a social context and more importantly, how we should view justice from a biblical perspective. I hope I said your name right, Ashley. <laughs> hope you enjoy. If you have not done so already, go ahead and give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at the Divine Lowdown. Uh, one word. And if you like what you are hearing, please leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app. We would definitely appreciate the feedback. So anyway, without further ado, let's get into the show. Thank you, Ashley, for joining us. Yeah, I'm excited. Thank you. Um, so what? What? Yeah. So what do you guys want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about um, justice? The, the word justice. Yeah. We can talk about the word justice because that's a that's a good word to talk about. What is mm-hmm. what is justice? Uh, I think of um, moral consistency. So. Um, even though it's maybe not the easiest thing to spell out as far as why love and justice can be correlated, I think that without justice, love isn't, like morality and love, I guess, isn't fully displayed. Um, because then it, it's just like being what I imagine what being a parent is like. Like you, you want your kids to um, like do good and do right but like when they do wrong like you gotta like you have to acknowledge that wrong so it doesn't happen again or like there's not any more externalities to their poor decision I guess so that's my stab at it okay well you know I'm the word person so before we get into any kind of you know worldly justice social justice or biblical justice I have to just pull up the word justice this is why we're best friends because I did the same thing (laughs) (laughs) And so I'll, I'll share what I see and then Ashley, you can add to her. Um, but I just basically find justice as it, and I I hate when they define a word with a word, but the quality of being just, um, (laughs) equitable, moral rightness. Um, and so, you know, I think of righteousness, which is a big, you know, Christian word talking about righteousness, but, Mm -hmm. um, so that quality of being right or that quality of being equitable, um, if you look at it just in that plain base definition, like justice is something in like very high regard, like something that we should all be striving for, but yet also something that doesn't come easily. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ashley? Yeah, well, um, yeah, I'm reading probably the exact same definition as you, um, but... <laughs> I think when I, I'm thinking that question, Ronnie, when you first ask, I'm thinking more along the lines of how do most people define justice, right? And mm. um, I think people agree what would be right. Like we hear the word right. I heard the word moral a couple of times. And, and then I think you have to ask well, what, who decides what's right and moral. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so in the world right now, I feel like and maybe I'm going to go off on a little rabbit trail or not, or maybe just lead us into the next whatever. 
I think what we have a lot when it comes to love, I love that you said love and justice are connected, Rodney. Um, because when it comes to those two things, everyone has their own kind of personal definition and it usually is centered around themselves. Oh, so yeah. What's right for me, <laughs> what feels good for me, what love is for me, like how I want to be loved, um, what's just for me. Um, and so I think when anyone hears justice, they think what, you know, I think along the lines you'll hear what's just, what's right, what's good, but who says what's just and right and good? Yeah. Um, and I think that's the conversation that we're going towards maybe, or I don't know, maybe I just opened the can of worms, but um, <laughs> I think when anyone uses those kind of qualifiers, you have to kind of think about where they're coming from because my right and what's good for me is not gonna be the same as what you mm -hmm. think it always is right, Rodney or Christine, or what mm -hmm. is um, good for you. And yeah. so, how do we how do we know what true justice looks like and how do we know what is actually right and moral like what guides that yeah. um, so that's what i've been thinking a lot on lately um and in terms to justice so yeah. i don't know if i answered your question or if i told mm -hmm. you that was good, that was good. <laughs> yeah <laughs> no you know? uh, I, I agree like I, i'm sure we've talked about this a couple of times in previous episodes a little bit but like yeah how do we break away from it being everyone's opinion because I feel like yeah. everybody um, has like an innate understanding of um, you know good and evil and morality to an extent obviously think the lines tend to get more blurry with certain topics but yeah like where's the standard because if you think some people are are being more moral or 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 better or worse or whatever then there's got to be like a a bar basically i feel like mm -hmm. yeah i like um just to piggyback on what both of you said rodney you used the definition you talked about you know right and you talked about love and ashley brought that back up and you know, obviously Ashley poses a good question. Like, what do we base our, like, what do we determine by what's the standard we use to determine if something is right or if it's fair or if it's just or, and, you know, coming from a biblical viewpoint, you know, we know that God, his very nature, he's defined as, you know, just, that's part of his character, but, and we also know he's loving. And there's this verse, I love it because it puts those two together. Psalm 89, 14 says, righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne steadfast love and faithfulness go before you so the lord is both just and loving um, and so i think that that's a good a good place for us to look at you know when we talk about justice being being served or we want to see justice what we're ultimately i think talking about here is um it, it comes from this act of love right and so um it kind of goes to what is that standard we use to determine what is love and what is justice. And, you know, as a Christian, we, we have a biblical view of it. Um, but maybe we talk a minute and Ashley already kind of brought that in there. Like, um, what is the world's view? And she was talking about how it's self-centered, how it's, it's kind of like what is right for me or what feels good for me or what is, feels loving for me. So maybe just to talk on that for a minute. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm super down. <laughs> um like I guess a good example is you can you 
we can take the current social climate, I guess, as far as the, um, I guess, the Black Lives Matter kind mm -hmm. of thing going on right now. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, some people on one side, depending on maybe their upbringing or their friend group, will feel a certain way is, is the most morally right way. And then same goes for the other side. And yeah, that's totally self-centered. And it's, I guess I never really like thought of that, even though it, it makes like obvious sense. But yeah, w I mean, we're seeing it all, like all the time, every single day on like Facebook and stuff. At least I'm seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the word justice is thrown around a lot right now. And I think everyone would agree that, you know, um, Christian or not, that you need to have some compassion for people that are hurting, um, that are, things are obviously being done that are wrong to them. Like, these kinds of things are, I think, agreed upon across the board. Mm -hmm. I think as Christians, though, we have, we have a, a, a calling to seek justice, right? To do justice, that's that Micah 6, 8. But also mm -hmm. we have to understand, um, you know, what that really means um, as God speaks of it. Um, and Christine and I were reading this, um, devotional, I guess we can call it the other day. And there was a quote, um, that he said, sorry, I'm trying to find it. Um, and he was just talking about this, how we kind of take the justice and make it for ourselves. And that's not really the call we have as believers. Um, it says never look for justice in this world, but never cease to give it. Um, if we look for justice, we will only begin to complain and to indulge ourselves in the discontent of self-pity instead mm. so to say, why should I be treated like this? Mm -hmm. If we are devoted to Jesus Christ, we have nothing to do with what we encounter, whether it is just or unjust. So basically, like, <laughs> it's not about us. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, that's it. It's the bottom line. <laughs> and, and, I think, and I think that's really important to remember. It's so hard to get out of our own way, but it's mm -hmm. not about us. You know, justice isn't about me. It's mm -hmm. about what's good and right. And I always think of that um, Good Samaritan story, like, constantly when I think, like, lately when I've thought of justice. Um, mm -hmm. it's not about me. It's not about what I look like. It's not about what's right or fair. And you said the word fair, and that's like a hot button word for me. <laughs> Ronnie, like, <laughs> especially as a mom, um, I'm sure my kids could quote me. I'm just like, fair is not equal. Fair does not mean that you and you get the same exact thing. Fair is an individual thing, you know, like justice. And so mm. I don't know, it's a tough, it's a tough one, but I'll, I do know it's not about me. Yeah. It's about, you know, and um, looking after others and loving people the way God has asked us to. Yeah. Um, you said so. self-pity too. That that hit me because... Isn't I, that like a slap? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I've been thinking, you know, knowing we were going to talk about justice and um, I've been thinking about how sometimes we just as human beings, we can be real quick to jump on bandwagons, you know? Um, yeah. Just like, oh yeah, I want to fight for this cause. Oh yeah, this is a good cause. I want to fight for it. And, and really there's so many, right? Like there's so many, mm -hmm. um, there's, there's so many injustices going on in the world today that the reality is there's a lot that I could be fighting against. Right. Like, and so when I think of justice and, and, and I know for you guys, maybe it's been the same lately. It's kind of like, all right, God, like, what would you have me do? Like, how do you have me pursue righteousness and do justice and love mercy, that mandate in Micah 6, 8, right? And I think this is where, um, 
something that's kind of been on my heart is the, the social justice that often as Christians, as believers, that we we will jump in to, you know, different movements or this these so acts of social justice, but forgetting really that, you know, Jesus is like, he's our ultimate, um, <laughs> he's like our ultimate standard, right? Of righteousness yes. and justice. And he lived a perfect sinless life. He, he died the sacrificial death on the cross. You know, it was his work on the cross that makes us justified to be right with God. Um, and so we see examples of Jesus standing up for, for people who were, um, treated unfairly. I'm going to throw that word back in there again. You know, when he heals the leper, you know, when he uh, cares for the woman who's caught in adultery. Um, So we, I think we understand the concept of standing up for what's right. Um, But I think where something that might be worth talking about with us, since we are all believers, um, you know, I see sometimes in the face of like a political climate and social climate, like what we're dealing with right now, where you know, you have those kind of two sides. You see Christians that will jump on a bandwagon of with some big uh, movement fighting for justice. And then you see others who will, they'll just, they won't do anything, you know, like I'm, I don't want, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything because then if I say for one, then that means I have to say for another. And um, yeah. I've been really thinking about like, what is our call? Like, like according to scripture, like being a Christ follower, what really are we supposed to do? What does it mean to live a life of do justice and love mercy? You yeah. know? Yeah. It's a question. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, I know, well, and I know Ashley and I were talking, we, we were running the other day and we were talking about, <laughs> we were, we talk while we run. It's a great workout. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got to build my best thoughts come up. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about, um, the fact that like, we know the one who is completely just, you know, the Lord. Um, and how do we understand, you know, justice, the justice that, that Christ came and, and served <laughs> and, and the ultimate justice that, you know, that will be his at the end of time. And, and so I was kind of just hoping she would share some of what she, her thoughts on on that, like that understanding biblical, you know, justice. Yeah, if this is that sacred. I was like, I can talk about that now or. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I just. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, justice is big. It's a hot it's a hot word. Um, and like Christine said, there's so many things. There's so many people that. um there's so many causes, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and so in, in, in my quiet time, I was reading Isaiah, what was it, 42? And it was the Lord speaking. And, and then I just felt like the Lord would, had shared with me, you know, um, I guess I can read it. Hold on, let me find it. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. Um, Isaiah 42. So I was reading the first four ver- ver- verses. And, you know, I don't know if you remember those moments when you're reading the word and, like, you just can't get past, like, a word or a verse. Like even mm-hmm. me, I'm like, a, I read my plan, right? And I have a plan. I'm going to read these three chapters. And then like, I get stuck. And like the OCD part of me, the like type A wants to like, but I have the plan. But God's mm-hmm. like, no, you're going to stay right here. <laughs> and that was one of those days where I was like, I was supposed to read like Isaiah 41 through 44. And I left, I just stuck here, right? And um, anyway, that was a rabbit trail. But it says, <laughs> you can edit that out. Um, <laughs> says, uh, behold my servant whom I, I uphold. This is the Lord talking. My chosen in whom my soul delights. 
I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry aloud or lift up his voice or make it heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and a faintly burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow faint or be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth and the coastlands wait for his law. And it's Jesus. We're talking about Jesus here, right? So yeah. mm-hmm. justice has been served up in the person of Jesus. And then that's where the Lord just kind of had me is like, we have to remember that God is holistic and individualistic at the same time, right? He's about everyone and you mm-hmm. all at once. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. he has this bigger plan. And we tend to do this thing with God where we take words, we take Christianese words, or we take descriptions of him and words that he's said and put them in a box with our own thought process of what that should look like. Right. And the Jews mm-hmm. did this. Right. This is why they, you know, how they mm-hmm. ended up crucifying Jesus, because he wasn't what they expected. He wasn't the way it was supposed to happen. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we have this justice has our has been given. Right. And, and justice leads to freedom. I don't know if one of you already said that, um, but something else I was reading today was about uh, freedom. I think it was Tony Evans talking about freedom and justice and correlating that. And that's what Jesus did. Right. He freed us. He served the ultimate justice so that we mm-hmm. would not you know, be overall oppressed, but then he does call us to do justice. Um, Mm -hmm. So when we look at that, we have to kind of look at like, well, what did Jesus do? It's that really cheesy, like, what would Jesus do? (laughs) (laughs) It's really really important to know, you know, to, to know our scriptures and to really understand the context of what Jesus was doing and why he was doing it, because he was really here to model for us. This is how you treat people. People are people. I love people. My whole mm-hmm. plan is that every knee should bow, that all, not one should perish. Like that's mm-hmm. God's ultimate, like if, you know, like prime, like best case scenario that not one should perish. That's his ultimate yeah. justice. But he gives us this gift and like, but I'm not going to make you do it. Like here you can mm-hmm. open it or not, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I then think, when I think that's oh, really overlooked actually. Sorry. I'll let you continue. Um, that's really overlooked and I'm glad you made it a point to say that um, because I think a lot of people don't think that they have the opportunity to be saved. Yeah, and I, I think it's harder and harder um, for people, especially, you know, in the culture. And I've been looking at a lot of Old Testament and like, oh, so much like mimics, like there's so many parallels in the world we live in, right? And then also like, oh, it's not new stuff. This has been going on for centuries, you know, <laughs> yeah. all of these things. but. <laughs> Like our God is so patient. I mean, look at how long, like I read, I read the prophets. I'm in the prophets right now and I'm reading and I'm looking at just like, I mean, he straight up called Judah whores like six times the other day, (laughs) you know? And I was like, Ooh, like you gotta be a bold prophet to be like, y'all are whores, Um, (laughs) you know? But like his language is very strong and for a reason. And I think bringing it back to that parent, like you get to this point where you're like, oh my gosh, I know what's best for you. Would you please just listen to me? Like, and do, you know, like yeah. I know you think you know your stuff. And so um, looking at that, I think about how patient he is. And isn't that just mercy in like, isn't that just the pure example of mercy, how patient and long suffering our God is? Cause me as a parent, like when my kids are defying me, I'm just like, oh my God, make it stop. You know, and he's just like, <laughs> I'll wait, you know, he's that like ever patient parent, like, I'll just wait over here. Are you done with your tantrum yet? No. Okay. I'll wait. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have this opportunity and his best case is that we would all choose him, but we have that choice and that's the justice he's served up. That's, that's one 
biblical definition of justice. Then there's the definition of like, well, what does that look like for us as believers? Because we're not just accepting this gift and like hanging out, waiting until like, you know, he comes again, right? We have a job to do. Mm-hmm. And that is to be his hands and feet. That is to be him to others, which means that we are mm-hmm. to serve up justice. And it's yeah. really as simple as love God, love people. If you don't love God, if you don't have a relationship with the Father, you can't, you don't think like him. Like I think about, I was yeah. thinking about this today while I was running and I'm like, I know if I come to my husband with something I'm thinking, about, I already know what he's going to say because we know each other that well. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but if I came like to even you, Ronnie, and I know you a little bit, but not that well, I could come to you with that same problem, but I don't already anticipate or know how you're going to react to that or know Cause we don't know each other as well yet. Right. Yeah. And the same is with God. Like if you don't understand God and if you don't have that relationship with the father, like how can you understand these terms like justice and mercy and even love? Yeah, that, like how do yeah. you understand it that way yep. when you don't know the person Mm -hmm. who the definition comes from Mm -hmm. because ultimately the definition of love that's god that's god's word justice that's god's word that's not something we made up that's his word those are his terms and so we have to know him and um and we have to take that opportunity it's one of those it's a relationship thing and it's really as easy as love god love people it it flows from the other one from the other and remembering that people are people you know like they're humans yeah. Hey, you hit the nail on the head with that, you know? especially the, the love part. Cause mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are so, it seems so obvious that, um, or just because of how, uh, watered down that term is like mm-hmm. one might think that everybody knows what love is like in every context, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, people do not mm-hmm. know that's another tangent I have. Oh man, I could go forever. <laughs> I was going well, oh, to say, let's go there for a second. Cause yeah. I, Ashley and I also were talking about that. Like another run. Don't, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what happens. If you don't know what love is, like Ashley said, love is God's word. You know, he's defined it. So if we don't, if we don't know what love is, then how can we have justice? And, and I believe love has to come first. I believe that we seek justice because we love, right? So because I Ooh. love the other person, I want to seek justice justice for them. And, you know, if you don't, again, if you don't understand what love is, um, which is, I think why God has me going through first Corinthians 13 right now. And I pulled up, you know, I've been looking at first Corinthians 13 verses four through seven. And I love in here that it says, um, Ashley talked about, you know, the justice that it like, that kind of not, not necessarily self-pity, but just being about me, you know, one of the definitions, biblical definitions for love is it does not demand its own way and it does not keep record of being wronged. Ouch. Let's drop that for just a minute. So that's verse five. (laughs) It does not demand its own way or keep record of being wronged yet. How often do we take those things and we use that in our fight for justice? I was wronged. I mean, I know that it's going to hurt and some people are not going to like that. I just said that. I apologize for nothing. But the reality is biblical love elevates another over self. And so when we're fighting for justice and we're, and it's, we're making it about us, you know, then it's not, we're not fighting out of the purely pure definition of love. You know, love also verse six, it rejoice. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices when the truth wins out. And so obviously you know, we're, we're not going to sit content in the injustice. We're not going to be like, Oh, 
we're gonna, not going to celebrate it. But yeah. if it's not about me and it's about God first and people, like Ashley said, loving God and loving people, then if we know God and we know that he's love and we understand what love is, we recognize that every single one of us have been created in the image of God, that it's about seeing people as God sees them. Right. And so we fight for, uh, we fight for justice, but I just want to throw this little tab in and then I'll, I'll be quiet. But the, um, <laughs> it's not just justice here on the earth. It's not just the, 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 the social justice and the things that are happening here, but it's about, um, um, spiritual freedom as well, not just the physical freedom for the oppressed, but the spiritual freedom. And that, that means being mindful of spiritual things. And so what I mean by that is the goal, our goal as Christians is for biblical justice to see lives reconciled to God. I mean, that's what it is to be eternally transformed and lives be reconciled to God. And that um, is prominent in what we're doing, how we love people beyond just changing the, the, the temporal, just changing the things here that we can see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, you said that like way better than (laughs) the spiritual. That's what I was getting at. It's like a whole, it's not just about even like here or me or now, which, you know, cause it's really hard cause that's all we see. Right. But Mm -hmm. there's this whole other, you know, there's the spiritual realm, there's heaven. It's all that, that heaven to earth, you know, concept. Mm-hmm. We don't think that way. We think about what we can see right in front of us. And, and, and talking about love, like the tangent that we got on on that run, I know we were talking about love. And again, it was one of those things that we defined for ourselves. that the way the world sees love is how I want you to love me. And so it's not love if yes. it's not the way I think the love should look. And that's not it. It's never been about us. That's what Jesus modeled at that last, well, all the time, honestly. Mm -hmm. But like, really, he was trying to drive home to the disciples at the Last Supper. Like, it's not about you. You need to serve others. You need to be there for others. You need to do these things for others. Like, all of his discipleship training with the disciples and for us is about everyone else. It was never about him. I mean, how many times did he want to go be by himself? and do Mm -hmm. his own thing. And then he has someone knocking, you know, to be healed or to be whatever, or, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not about us. And so when we talk about love and justice and as believers, what we need to do, I'm going to scroll back a bit to Christine. You had mentioned about like, sometimes we as believers, we don't know what cause to stand behind because if we say one thing, especially now with social media, if we Mm -hmm. make one comment, then we have to like comment on them all. Kind Ooh, of thing. I, oh yeah, yeah, I was gonna get to that. Yep. You know? Well, hey, look at me! Look at me! Look at my first time. I figured out a black back around. You might have um, to return, Ashley. We're back, and I, I'd be happy to. So, like, so that's the thing. Like, God has put. It's okay to not be as fired up about certain causes as others. I just want to like give you the freedom for that. Like, it doesn't mean that you don't care about those things. Mm-hmm. It means that God has put something on your heart. We can't all be Mm -hmm. all in on Mm -hmm. all causes of injustice right we can't bear that that's not Mm -hmm. that's too heavy to put on ourselves so Mm -hmm. what happens is and i think it's the culture of just the world that's not believers is they look at us like well you should care about xyz you know all of the things this is what you should be caring about and you should be fired up about i don't want anybody to tell me what i should or should not be fired up about like i have a passion (laughs) for children and families you will see me fight a little bit harder probably for those things because that's what God has put on my life. That does not mean I don't have a love or care for Mm -hmm. other causes. That does not Mm -hmm. mean I don't care for other humans and other causes. 
you know, and, yeah. and, and sometimes you have to be placed in a situation where your eyes are open. And that happened to me just today, like where my eyes were open to just like, dang, like I, dang, you know, and I'm opened <laughs> up to other causes a little bit more. Sometimes you have to experience things to get mm-hmm. fired up. But the Lord gives you all those opportunities. And I want to say that don't feel shame or guilt because that's of the enemy. If you're not like, don't jump on the bandwagon just to do it is what I'm saying. Because yeah. you feel shamed or guilted. Like you have to be behind this cause. You don't have to speak up for everything. Silence is okay too. Si- mm-hmm. And I'd be careful with what I say here. But- I, I know. <laughs> no, I, I, know I definitely you get you. Yeah. But yeah. there's, a time, there's a time to speak and a time not to. Yes. Yeah, the I, Sometimes making a time not to. And you can support people without like being mm-hmm. all raw, raw. Because you're not going to have the same the same fire and passion because that's not what God put on your life. You cannot carry all of the injustices of the world and go out and try to end them all. That's just not, not yeah. one of us can do that. Yeah. So cool. I just wanted to kind of touch on that. And and I think right now with social media, like there's so many pros and cons to it, but I think especially in this day and age, especially in this time where we're all stuck at home and that's really like all we have to do. <laughs> um, it's, it's so tempting to be, guilted or um, mm-hmm. shame. That's kind of what I've been, just to be honest, guilted or ashamed into having to get behind certain causes just because, just because. Because you, know? you should, yeah. yeah. Or, and not, I shouldn't say get behind causes because I'm I'm for people. Like anyone that's being oppressed and, you know, things that are happening to people are horrible. And like the world is just nuts, right? So like yep. you see these things all the time. This is why I don't like to watch news because I have a mercy gift too, which is not really a gift by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know why they call it a gift, but I feel things right for other people. So I feel people's hurt. So like I see these things and I feel it. So it's, I guess that's it was wrong to say not to get behind them, but like not feel like you have to post all the things, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. or say all the things like there is a lot, like we said in the beginning, Ronnie, like there is a lot to be said for being thoughtful with your words and being, and taking some time to process and pray and seek the Lord and say like, what is it? Should I say, should I say anything? Mm-hmm. What do I do? You know? Yeah. So. I think in all of that, it was don't feel like you have to have the weight of every injustice in the world on your shoulders. God is giving you a heart for certain things for a reason. And that's why we're a body mm-hmm. of Christ, because what's on my heart is maybe different than what's on your heart, Rodney, or what your heart is, Christine. And that's mm-hmm. we work together and we encourage and exhort each other to chase after those things. And I'll partner with Christine and her thing and she'll partner with me and my thing. Mm-hmm. And it's all for people because we love people and it's all out of love. Right. Yeah. The, I don't know. I'm sorry. That yeah. was long. No, no, I love it. Yeah, I think the, a lot of the people who are chasing the likes are going to... A lot of the people who are Christian or, I guess, claim to be Christian, whatever, um, who are chasing the likes with their posts about, you know, the current um, topics right now, mm-hmm. um, I think they might be exposed. They have potential of being exposed because there's going to be a time when there's going to be really relevant um, topics that don't align with, um, our beliefs and they're going to be expected to speak up on that, which is what you were kind of, what you were both kind of saying already. Um, so that's like, like a huge reason in my opinion for me to be very discerning, I guess, in what I say and stuff like that. And also too, like, I, I, I guess if you want to put it in this way, I, I don't have that mercy gift as much or you know like I, it's okay it's just kind of a sucky gift <laughs> <laughs> whatever Sorry. it's a little different it's good you know 
it's got its pros and cons, like you said. It's a lot of crying. <laughs> um. Yeah, but cool. like my problem, I'm so like disconnected, like mm-hmm. with people and their feelings and stuff that it kind of could be a burden for yeah. me. But what are you gonna say? Well, I was gonna tell you guys while you're talking though. Um, I was sitting here thinking of Second um, Corinthians chapter five. Um, you know, we've talked about love, right? Love preceding justice, mm-hmm. coming from a place of love. And I was just reminded, like you know, that you know, as a Christian, we have to take that that biblical view of um, justice. And for me, like when I look at it. My, my first cause before anything is to, to get behind God, is to get behind Jesus Christ, is to, I'm an ambassador, right? Like yeah. I'm a minister of reconciliation. And, and that's the verse where I wanted to go to. Um, verse 14, it's 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14 says, Christ's love controls us. Other versions say compels us. And I love that it's like, that's where it starts. It starts with Christ's love. And since mm-hmm. we believe he died for all, we believe we have all died to our old life. And he died so that every, so everyone who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Just drop that for a second, <laughs> you know, and we live for Christ. And so we're no longer, and this is verse 16, evaluating others from a human point of view. Can we stop for a second? Because mm-hmm. how often do we still do that? We still Man, try we to evaluate. with this. Well, you guys, this is what we've been talking about. You know, at one time it says we thought of Christ from a human point of view, how differently we know him now. And this, what I'm sharing right now is really just a call to, to any believers, you know, that are listening. Um, it says those who belong to Christ have become a new person. The old has gone that you're no longer a part of the world. So social justice is good. Yes. Are we called to engage in it? Yes. But what is our first mission? It is, it's biblical justice, which is jump all the way down to verse 20, we are Christ's ambassadors. We make his appeal by speaking for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who was who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so we could be made right with God through Christ. And that's what Ashley said, that justice was served up in Jesus Christ on the cross. And so I, I find myself constantly going back to this scripture, um, and it's like, you know what? I can get behind all kinds of things, and I can be, you know, I can start an organization, and I can go, and, and God may ask me to do that. He may put a fire in my heart and a passion, you know, in my belly for something, but the ultimate driving force is the love of Christ that will compel me. And that is what it always has to be. And so for any of us, you know, when, wherever we are right now, whatever we're struggling with or trying to decide what it is that I would say, if, if we're kind of in that awkward spot of like, Oh, well, what would God have me do about this? What would God have me say about this? Am I supposed to join this group? Go back first to God show me more of who you are and your love, your love for me, your love for your people, and give me a heart that loves people the way that you love them. And then I think that is what will, that will determine, you know, what you do next. Yeah. Amen. Love it. Amen. So yeah, I just, I'm like, it was just sitting there. That scripture was just like brewing in me like, uh, because I think, you know, sometimes if I'm really honest with you guys, sometimes I get frustrated with you know, myself, with other Christians, with the church, because we, we are so quick sometimes to jump into acts of social justice. And yet we're totally not promoting 
um, and speaking on the very thing that matters most, which is reconciliation back to the Father, turning hearts back to the to God, and preaching. Like Ashley gave me this book to read. It's called The Explicit Gospel. Like straight out saying, like this is who Jesus is, and this is what He did, and come back to God. Like we sometimes completely miss this and we fail. And so how can I be a a supporter of justice? How can I be out there fighting for justice if I'm not even, I'm not preaching the gospel message that Jesus told us all to do in the great commission. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. No. Yeah. Um, I guess getting to maybe where people who are not as like minded I guess, as ourselves. Um, A lot of people who think of uh, justice, maybe more specifically, like what like divine retribution means, like, like God's justice. um, People tend to go like back to the flood. Uh, Do you have any thoughts as far as like why the flood story is an example of his justice and not God just being this like, angry or I mean obviously is angry but like <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say <laughs> this this bad person like do you mean like bad because being like his justice as far as like he wiped the earth clean <laughs> yeah and his family yeah. like and that calling that justice like are you talking about yeah because I think a lot of people will look to that as an example of why he's not loving okay I get you now mm, mm-hmm. yeah that in that in like a lot of the new testament right or not new, old New Testament. Yeah, <laughs> different. Old Testament. The like, I missed that part. No, no, no. <laughs> old Testament, but and not such a big chunk, right, of the word. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get yeah. what you're saying. No, yeah, I hear that argument all the time of why isn't God just? And then I think it. I think what I would say to those people is, what is your definition of justice? Like, what would what would you have done? What do you think? You know, like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you have done better <laughs> if you forgot, <laughs> you know, really is because we have to look at it a whole view. And I think, I think I've heard you guys talk a lot about how the cherry picking, I think that's your term, I'm Rodney, cherry picking things out of the Bible, right? <laughs> and taking one, and this is what we do, right? We do this mm-hmm. with everything, not just the Bible, but taking something to fit our own agenda, right? Well, I already believe God's unloving, so I'm going to find all the examples Ooh, yeah. of, that tell you that without mm-hmm. the context, Mm-hmm. Well, why right. did he have the flood? Well, you had people raping, pillaging, killing, mm-hmm. murdering, like complete anarchy, right? This is not, this is so far removed from what he, he wanted for people, right? Again, it's that best, like, I know what's best for you kind of thing. And there were chances given and, and, and chances. And there was one who still followed him and sought after him. So... Right. Yeah. I would argue, wasn't it not? Ju- was it not just? It is just. Yeah. Noah and his family, instead of just wiping the whole earth clean, or how about how about the time when Moses is begging for the, or, or not Moses, Abraham, Abraham, Moses, Abraham, mm-hmm. mixing up story. people. I mean, <laughs> basically, if there, I think it was Abraham. It was Abraham. If there's not one, like if you find ten, and he kept bargaining with God, if you find forty, you know, righteous men, and they're not forty. Okay, thirty, ten, one, <laughs> yeah. you know, and. And God's willing to sit there and say, yeah, I, okay. Like, I get your point. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll do that for you. But there's not even one, Abraham. There's not even one. Like, I have to do this for your own good, for the good of mm-hmm. humanity. Because, again, it's not about us. Mm-hmm. So I think I would explain it as you have to understand the concept of the history, you know, 
and, and what's actually happening in those passages. Um, and I would argue he is being just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just is what's right. It's what was going on was not right. I'll go back to he straight up called Judah whores. Like, I mean, like, you know, they were doing all of these very, very terrible things that even non-Christians would, I would have to say, like, if you don't see that these things were pretty bad, like, I don't know, I don't, yeah. you know, there was some pretty awful things happening yeah. and, and God wanted better for his people, the people he created. That's not what he created. We tell my kids this all the time. And another thing they hate, like, you're better than that. Like, that's not what you were created for. Mm. And so I would argue that, that there was justice there, but you have to understand the context. You can't just take out one mm-hmm. or two verses and be like, see, this is not just. He's yeah. a mean God. Yeah. And um, I guess another, uh, I guess, counter argument that might be put forth is would that make it to where God is, um, he made a mistake by having us mm. do these things mm. well if I god mean, a, <laughs> if he created us and intended us to like like robots to force us to do you know what i mean to force us to um live in you know obedience and harmony and peace with him mm-hmm. then you know that would make sense but we know that we were given you know that we were given free will so that I think when anytime you create something, it's like us, like we have kids, Ashley and I can speak to this. And it's like, you have a child. And then when you're, when your child acts out of their own free will and does something that you never, you're like, I never taught you to do that or promoted that. And it's like, did I make an, a mistake? And it's, it might not be that I made a mistake. It might just be mm. that that's a choice that that person made because they are a living, breathing human being. You know yeah. what I mean? Who has who has the option to choose? Yeah, and maybe it's loving for God to correct that. So I guess it kind mm-hmm. of um, is another Absolutely. notch on why God is loving yeah. <laughs> side of the argument. Well, I mean, One. if my kid's gonna do something dangerous, and I know it's dangerous, I'm gonna wipe out. I'm gonna like push aside mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. preferences you know, mm-hmm. and things that she would like, you know, generally I try to just kind of let my kids, especially cause they're in the teenage years, like they're at the point where they make a lot of their own decisions. Like I've taught them a lot, you know, but if I see there's something dangerous that's about to happen, I'm going to intervene and I don't care what mm-hmm. you say. Like, yeah. I'm going to intervene and I'm going to stop you from hurting yourself or others. And did God make a mistake? No, he's perfect. That's not in his character. Yeah. We made the mistakes because we have the choice whether or not to do that. So he has, he then comes and intervenes. And I think another thing to understand is he's not his, he is not in the same time. Like time does not work the same for him. Right. So like he's before he's ahead, he's beside, you know, like it's, it's all these things. So it's not like he was like, Oh yeah, Ashley on, you know, July 2nd, 2020, she's going to do this really stupid thing. And I'm going to have to go in there. And like, we have these choices, right? We have these choices that we can make. He did not make any mistakes. That's not his character. And that's just another thing about understanding who God is. That's not his character. We, yeah, tons of them, lots of them all day long, every day. Yeah. Not God, because we have the choice to do so. And he intervenes when he needs to, right? And the biggest way he's done so is through through Christ. Like he came in and was like, None of that, you know, like we, I keep trying with you. I gave you lots, you know, options, you know, and this, I just realized, you know, you're just not, this is what, well, this is what you really need. 
Yeah. Right. This is what's best for you. So I would say no. I don't think he made a mistake. Or like, I've even heard mm-hmm. that. Do you think God has like a plan A and a plan B? Like, is Jesus his plan B? Like, no. Mm. What do you think mm-hmm. about that? Like, I've heard that comment before. I, I, I haven't heard that. I, I, I have obviously must be like in my own. I'll work bubble. with some teens. <laughs> <laughs> I, was I just gonna, with teens for a long time. <laughs> well, I just question. hear while you guys are talking, I'm just reminded of, you know, how the, all the attributes of God, that it's not one or the other, but it's, it's and, and, and. Mm-hmm. So like mm. he's just and loving. And I'm sitting here reminded of the fact, you know, for God to serve justice, to be just, and to, he can't not be just, right? Because that's in his character. That's who he is. Then to be just we sh- we should all be dead in our sins Com- completely dead in our sins separated from him forever and that's justice like justice is like so you're talking about these examples in scripture where like the flood for example or where people are completely wiped away and i'm reading the book of jeremiah right now which is not unicorns and rainbows at all you know it's very like i'm in jeremiah book. tell my people <laughs> Are you doing that too? Yes. Yeah, like like yeah. he's telling them, right? Like he's saying, gosh, you know, get the people ready, call for the mourners. I'm going to I'm going to send disaster and I'm going to turn you guys all over to your idols and you know, and it's it's just awful. And so justice is to have the punishment, right? To get the punishment which you deserve for the thing that you did wrong or for something to be made right that is being overlooked, like you're being oppressed. So we all, you know, if we want God to be, if we want him in his full justice, then, you know, I think the very act of sending Jesus, sending his son, and that Jesus took that sacrifice once for all so that the blood that the blood would cover all of the sins, that shows his love. That shows his, his love and, and, and his mercy um, because he's just, you know, because he's just, he can't not be just. And so there had to be that. Um, there had to be that atonement. There had to be that sacrifice once for all. And so it's like we just sometimes we get caught up in in just viewing God from this like one form. Like I just want to look at God as loving or I just want to look at him as merciful or I just want to look at him as, you know, or we, we take these other characteristics and, and we just have to remember like he's so much more complex than what we can even understand. And if we want to talk about God being being just, then um I I read something the other day that said, like, the person demanding, the one who demands justice is the one who was wronged, right? Correct? Mm -hmm. So if you're wronged, you demand justice. But if you are the person who did something wrong, are you demanding justice? No, you're begging for mercy. So... Mm keeping that in mind that like we want we want to fight for justice but yet we don't really understand that mercy has been extended to us and so I, it really just struck me because if we have a right understanding of who we are that kind of goes back to that word humility right and removing it's not about me and not being prideful but understanding really who I am and that that um my if I were to receive everything that is due me based on my, my sins and my, my actions, I I don't want justice. I want mercy. And and so I think we see God, we see that demonstrated in scripture where he, he's brought about and shown mercy. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't, this might be one of those very rare times. I agree, but don't agree with everything you just said. 
Um, <laughs> which never happens. All right, let's hear um, this. <laughs> no, I totally, like, no, I agree, but I don't a little bit because <clears throat> there's a couple words. Like, one was punishment. Like, I think this mm -hmm. is where the non-Christian world, this is a, one of those things that the non-Christian world hangs on to because as Christians, a lot of times we talk, we focus so much on sin and punishment. And I don't know that it's so much punishment, although it's, I, we talked about this the other day on the run. We talked about our own personal hell. Like being apart from Jesus, it's like being in your own personal hell, right? Because nothing's been reconciled. Like you're just <laughs> doing it on your own. And I don't know if it was as much, a as much a punishment, but God is so holy, so perfect, so amazing, so wonderful, so all the things, right? All the characteristics. Mm -hmm. He cannot look upon the sin. Mm -hmm. And so right. what was just for us, what would bring us the ultimate freedom was for him to send Christ so that mm -hmm. that sin was removed so that we could now be with him again. I don't know if I look at as much as punishment, although like the people on the corners will want to tell you all of that, like the brimfire and hail, like all, all of that, the storm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know that that's how you intended it, but I just wanted to clarify, like, I don't know that it's like God was like waiting to punish us because we sinned, right? Like, even in the garden, even when Adam and Eve messed up, he covered them. He made a way for like them to be protected and he sent them out so that they wouldn't have to live forever apart from him. His whole goal is for us to be with him. So I don't know that it's yeah. punishment well, necessarily. I think, I think that came from the Old Testament books because I'm reading in Jeremiah and God's very clear when he tells Jeremiah, I will surely consume them. There will be no more harvest. Their fruit trees will die. Whatever I give them will be gone. Um, he says... Um, all in Jeremiah, basically, let's see, verse, I'm, I'm no, reading I get it. Seven, all the prophets eight, yeah. are very, like, it's, he's very clear, like, I'm going to yeah. do all these things, but like, because, but I wonder if it's because like, you're sinning, I can't, we can't like, this is a really I bad think analogy, it's... so cut it, if, cut it if you need to. <laughs> I'm thinking of like, an abusive relationship, it's like that point where like, this is really bad, I can't be, I can't be near you, I can't like, Y'all are too bad. Like, I'm going to wipe that all out because I can't even be near you. I'm too good. And that's why Jesus is necessary, right? Is because mm -hmm. all of our messing up, all of those things. Because then why doesn't, you know, we have Jesus. Like, but even like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't have to formulate. I wasn't ready to go there. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, it's okay. You know? I, was just, but, I was just answering your, when I no, was no. referencing punishment, I'm looking from where God basically says, I'm going to make them a heap of ruins. I'm oh, going yeah. to destroy. Like, so there is, we do see that punishment in the Old Testament. And, you know, but in with the New Testament covenant with Jesus, like we know Romans 6, 23 says the wages of sin is death. And so I think that's yeah. what Ashley, you were trying to point out is that because he's so holy, he can't even look upon that. And, and so he's made a way for that atonement, that, that blood, right? Jesus's right. blood has purchased us. Um, it is the once for all sacrifice, you know, old Testament, we see sacrifices being done new Testament, you know, no longer because Christ is the, the sacrifice. So when I use that word, you know, um, I just was clarifying that I do believe like we see that in um, scripture where God, where there is that punishment. But like it said, it kind of goes back to what you said. We bring those things upon ourselves. You talked about creating our own personal hell uh, that we live in and yeah, we make those choices. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and definitely the prophets are very clear on what God has to say in, in his anger. And there's a lot. And I think that's another word that we skip over. Like we forget that God gets angry. 
Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and and he's described, I, I, I'm angry and I, even a jealous God. And then you have to define that too. Um, he wants us to be with him, right? He mm-hmm. wants us to do well. He wants what's best for us, but he could not, he could not and can't not be with, in front of us if with stained in sin, right? Mm-hmm. And so that freedom of Christ, that justice that he did bring, it was a justice to make things right again. Mm-hmm. So going all the way back to the beginning, <laughs> and Rodney's like first said, you know, justice is right. It was justice to make things right. He's like, right. bring it back. Bring it back. He's like, no. girl, you're, you're way out there. No, 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 it. I love it. Uh, but bringing it way back to when Rodney first said, you know, about being right. Like, God, I have to make this right, right? So whether it's through lifting mm-hmm. his hand, allowing mm-hmm. hardened hearts to already be hardened, and however, like the whatever means I have to make it right. That's what justice is in God's eye. I have to make it right. I have to make this right. I love these mm. people out of love. I have to make it right. And I don't yeah. know if that, yeah. No, that yeah. makes, that makes a lot of sense. I just had one. I think this sums up what you and I both are trying to say, like God's okay. wrath or his <laughs> anger. <laughs> like you're laughing. I, I think that God's wrath and his anger, right. Is, yes. is the just response of his holiness toward evil and sin yes so i I think that just kind of in a nutshell we can we can all agree that like when we see in old testament when we see that wrath and the anger of god that that is him in his just way responding um to that evil that that threat against righteousness and holiness and anyway being with him and being with him the way he intended like making it right Righteousness, yep. right with God. That's really the, what righteousness means in the, in the context of, of the Bible is to be right with God. And you can mm-hmm. only be right with God once that that has been removed and taken care of, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thank and, you for bringing that back. And <laughs> <laughs> referring uh, to the question as far as is, uh, is Jesus the, the, the plan B or whatever? Uh, uh, yes. I think the easiest way I, um, I guess, reconcile in my own head as far as how God works um, and why he's not making mistakes is that like, I think like, as we know, like God sees time from like from the beginning to the very end in our perspective or whatever. And I think if you look at it in like a timeline, this might be a a bad analogy, but I look at it as like a timeline. And on that timeline, God has a bunch of, but buttons he, uh, presses with no emergency buttons like those aren't necessary because he knows exactly what's going to happen at each point and he executes uh (laughs) i use that term loosely (laughs) um he executes his purpose like with each of those button hits so it's just a part of his plan is i guess a really complex way of what i'm trying to say (laughs) Mm -hmm. but i want to say one other thing which i thought was really interesting is that i was looking up the definition of love because we looked at the definition of justice and mm-hmm. yeah like I mean I'm looking at Dr. Google or whatever um, but <laughs> it's it's mostly this aiming at like off on you <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> true he's in the study words excellent absolutely excellent yep very true I'm down yeah <laughs> But it's all it's all focused on feeling like an intense feeling of deep affection, mm-hmm. a deep romantic or sexual attachment to someone. Um, but I mean, in marriage, we love our spouse, but not every moment we're feeling that 
mm-hmm. thing, you know. So I'm, they're kind of <laughs> redefining the, in my opinion, it seems like they're kind of making the the definition for love really like loose, and yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of the downward. Well, what's really trajectory. cool is that God's given us that definition, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's not a feeling, and I think that's what we were talking about before. It's, not about what you're feeling it's an it's more like you hear that like uh, you hear so many pastors and people it's an action love's an action and there's different versions of love spoken about in scripture but love is very it's one of those things that's very clearly defined in the word what it is and that christine was sharing that earlier yeah and it's not what we feel because if i if i think about what i want and how i want someone to love me i don't want them to love me based off of their feelings all the time Cause I know my feelings are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't want to love out of what I feel. I want to love out of something much deeper than that. Something as erratic as feelings. Does that yeah. make sense? And that's Absolutely. the com- being compelled by Christ going back to, to uh, second Corinthians. Yeah. Ultimately it's all about Jesus. It's all just about mm-hmm. Jesus. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes when things just get so much, you know, like in life, like stuff, it's just like, oh my gosh, like I just, I need to know Jesus more Yeah. Mm-hmm. right now. Yeah.